Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I am someone that things go because I believe in a brighter future for myself and for others and for my community. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest of mine. You know, I don't, I haven't got a chance to know him yet, but I'm going to have that chance today on the Think Gold podcast. His name is Mr. Shamar Yannick Jones. Did I say that right? Absolutely. Okay. He is an actor and screenplay writer, born in New Jersey, now living in Brooklyn, New York, has been seen on shows like Luke Cage on Netflix and Blue Bloods on CBS. He has recently directed his own short film called Nazin mm-hmm. and has been accepted into the Nate Parker Foundation. Along with that, he was a part of the film Showtime, which was directed by my brother, Sean Antoine. Sean Antoine. Yeah, Sean Antoine is a big reason why we're talking today. And uh, It's actually showing on, t- it's been showing on TV since for like a month now when I aspire. So... Whoever whoever has it inspired, y'all could definitely catch it like on the weekends and things like. It was just on TV last night. Okay, that's crazy how that how that starting to blow up like that, man. It's crazy. Man, it, it, it's been a journey, bro. You know when I, you know, Sean was at Macro, uh, in that's a, a production company for those that don't know, a, a black owned production company that did like major films like Fences or or Mudbound or Netflix. But anyway, uh, you know, he was interning, and at the time we. We, uh, you know, we kind of connected over Instagram and then we started building relationships there. And then he kind of threw the idea out. And, you know, I was super excited for it. You know, the following spring, I was in the summer, we knocked it out. I got fishing. And, bro, I had no idea the film was going to go as far as it did, you know. And, it, it just go to show, you know, the the hard work in a great team. What you know, what happens? Definitely, it's crazy because Sean was just playing football next to me. You know what I'm saying? And right. being on the football team, like you know, he's into film, but you don't really know that. You don't really know the potential of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where it's gonna go? Right. You don't really know, and it's crazy. Like just seeing him blow up and seeing him win all those awards and stuff like that. It's real humbling to see, and it just. It opens my eyes up to that. There's more than just football, you know? Right, right, right. Way more avenues for, for people and, and black people specifically to do other than sports. To succeed, absolutely. It's, um, it's dope to have you on here. So you were born in Jersey. And right. You moved to Guyana. Is that how you say it? Right, right, right. Yeah, I lived in that's, – that's where my family's from, my mother and my father. Um, I lived there most of my – I guess my young childhood um, – yeah, from two all the way up until like eleven or like twelve around that area. Yeah, uh, you know, I lived in, in in Guyana, and that was a uh, in itself. You know, I think now just having that experience living in, in in another another country for that amount of time, and then coming here and just having both both cultures or or, or having those experiences, it definitely shapes my my view as a creator. Mm. As a as an artist, you know, it, you know, just having different experiences. I think even from a, from an acting standpoint, I'm able to 
you know, implement certain things to different characters because, you know, I've seen how different people act and how different people, are, you know, carry themselves in different spaces. So yeah. it, it, it definitely shaped me. That's interesting. You got to be, I mean, you got to be extremely open-minded to be. In a, oh, absolutely. You can't be single-minded. And um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm half Korean and half uh, Ghanaian, actually. So oh, that's dope. just having two of, like, completely different types of cultures in me has forced uh-huh. me to be more open-minded. So Have you visited? Have you visited Korea or not? No, I have not. But, you know, I'm, I live with my Korean side of my family, so. Oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, it definitely opened my eyes up to a lot of things, you know. Uh, different, different things. Nah, that's that's what's up. That's interesting. Yeah, man. So, let's just get right. How how was it like growing up for you? Uh, that's a good question. I say, I say, I definitely, I definitely had a a good upbringing. I say yeah. it, it was filled with a lot of love. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother for, for whichever reason, like, you know, I have my mother, my father present in my life, but I would spend a lot of time with my grandmother. And, uh, I think that's where a lot of love was implemented in me. Yeah. Uh, I was always like a, a passionate kid. I always had a, a, a natural, like jits to like, like try things, you know, and, and always push for, 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 for different avenues and, and, and just always challenge myself. I think that um, I always knew like I wanted to do something great. Like I always wanted to do something. Like I wasn't really sure. Like I ran track for like a good bit of my life. I say like a good ten years up until I junior college, yeah. and you know I had some successes in that. And from from that, you know I I transitioned, of course, into filmmaking. But to to go back to to what you're saying, I think my my childhood kind of led me to feel like I can, I can do, I can achieve. And I felt, I felt free to, to, you know, or not, or not be afraid to try things. So I say, I say I I had a a, a pretty good cultured uh, uh, upbringing. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that transition. So you said you were transitioning. how Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you make that transition from, sports to now being in the are wanting to act you know right love come from so you know as far as I can remember you know I always loved to run like I was always like even in my Guyana days like I would always like try to get my mom to like put me like in a track club and like because sports and all that type of stuff is like different from how it's set up here like over there it's like it's not meets every, at least in New York, you have, you have track meets every Saturday at the armory indoors. And then from indoors, you, you transition right to outdoors and you pretty much have a race every Saturday. Like back in Guyana, it's more like once a year, there's this bit, like all the schools come together and they have this big competition where if you're the best at your school, then you go out. And then you're the best at your school go out and compete against other schools. Yeah. And then from that, whoever is the best amongst like the schools in your kind of like region, mm-hmm. then you go to like the nationals and then the best athletes in the country kind of, and it's like a once a year, like, like thing yeah. as, as opposed to here, it was a lot more opportunity. But I say my love started from, 
just wanting to be one of the top athletes in, in my in, in my country back home. And then when I came here, I, I kept with it. You know, I kept doing it. And it, it was something that I think over time, with anything you do it long enough, like it'll 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 grow on you in a way where you know you have an attachment to it now because you've invested so much time, hard, hard work, and so much energy. And as far as film go, you know, it was so random. Like I had a friend, he was a child actor, and I would see him on TV all the time. And then I don't know what it was, bro. Like my impulses just was like, like, man, I can I could do that. Like that it, it just seemed pretty cool. Like, you know, at first it was just more like a like, you know, I, like I wanna try it. Like, you know, it just yeah. look cool, you know, yeah. look fun. Yeah. And then there was this, uh, I think like around 2014, 2015, there's this show on Netflix called The Get Down. Get Down. I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it it was an open call for it. And this dude in the library just is like, yo, dude, like you should, you should go out for it. You know what I'm saying? So now I submitted, I got called in. It was my first, bro. So imagine your first audition is for like a Netflix project, bro. Like, so... Bro, I'm in there all shaking and <laughs> I'm forgetting the line, bro. And, and bro, I bombed so hard, bro. And I remember, like, it, I was hurt, bro. I'm not, I, you know, but I think the competitive in me was like, the competitiveness in me was like, I right, like, I'm going to dust myself off. Yeah. I'm, a, you know, so then I took some classes in junior college, some acting classes. And then, and that's, and I have like the natural ability. I'm really good with networking, so I started like meeting other actors and yeah. then kind of figuring out what they do. And and then I'm like, okay, this is my goal. This is what I want to get. I want to get on TV. I want to. I want to do plays. I want to be on. I, I, I want to. You know, I want to really do it. And from there, I was still running track, but then I realized. I would have to like leave track early sometimes to like go to acting class or like sometimes I would have a track meet that was the same day as like an important acting event or like a, a audition. And then it came to a point where it was like my, cause I came to acting class one time late and I told my actor, you know, I'm coming from track practice, you know, and my acting teacher said something to me and he just like, yo, you know, if this is getting in the like, you have to decide what's more important. Because mm. it was coming to a point where it was like, I'm getting more involved in this acting and I'm liking it. And I was actually getting upset that I was missing acting things for track. Ah. And it was like, huh. And, you know, bro, I sat down and I, and I thought about it in my my freshman year is my freshman year. I was like, you know, after this season, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to just commit to this acting thing. And wow. I kid you not, bro. Like I cried, bro. <laughs> like I cried kids, you know, I've been doing track for so long. Mm -hmm. Naturally, bro. I think with anything, with anything you do it for a while, you're going to miss it. You're going you're gonna to miss it on, on, on some levels, bro. You, it's, it's, just, it's just impossible not to. My bad with the sirens in the back. But, uh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to miss it. And, and you know, uh, 
I pretty much I pretty much made that decision. I was gonna walk away from it. I was gonna I was gonna commit to the, to to acting. You know, I think over time, I'm not even gonna lie and say like like the love was just there. I felt like the more I kept doing it, I kept going to these acting classes, and then there was this audition. There was this audition in the city. My friend who I, I connected with, he already had an agent and a manager and he was already going out for like the popular shows and all this other good stuff. And yeah. for those that don't know, like to get an agent in acting world or film is it's not the easiest thing. Yeah. So unless like you kind of have previous work or you have like a great referral or something like that. So my boy had an audition and I, I helped him with the audition. Like I read the size and I'm like, you know what? Like I could play the other character to what he was going in for, like his older brother. And I just went and I crashed the audition and I asked the director, like, you know, like I helped him prepare for it. You know, can I, you know, can I, you know, and technically you're not supposed to go to an audition without an appointment through yeah. your agent. The director was like, yeah, like, cool. We went in there, we auditioned, bro. Long story short, I got the part. Wow. His agent found out, like, you know, like I crashed it. And then they reached out to me, but like, you know, can we sign in? Can you sign through us? Like basically so they could get the percentage. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, if we do that, then I would like for us to, you know, work in the future. And that's kind of how I got an agent. It's real untraditional. I wouldn't advise another actor to crash an audition because they typically don't like that. But, you know, the stars kind of aligned. I kept, you know, I kept with it. Maybe like a year later, I got on Luke Cage. I got on Blue Bloods. I started getting in music videos and and commercials. and, and, And as I kept doing it and I kept doing it, I think that's really where where the love came. Yeah. And that's when I realized, well, you know, my time as an athlete was over and it, it, it was time to transition fully into into this thing of, uh, of this new film world and acting and things like that. Yeah. Shamar, I want to uh, kind of like break down that process. So, like, let's start from mm-hmm. So you talking about, you know, you went to that that first audition mm-hmm. and then you bombed it, which means you Bomb. completely failed. You was, you know, right. embarrassed, whatever, all the feelings of just man, I, everything. Right. And that's that's happened to a lot of us, maybe not to that extent. Right. Like what what went through your mind to be like, all right, I'm not going to give up, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep pursuing it. Because a lot of people would be like, all right, let me try this acting thing out. All right, they do a tryout. They <laughs> messed up and they done. They was like, I, I was I sucked. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh-huh. What was that like? What was that thought process for you to just keep doing it? You, you know, like I think I think for me was like. I think with anything, things take time. And I, I feel like I always had that understanding. You know, rarely things ever happen overnight. And if it does, it doesn't really last long. Yeah. And, you know, I did have to take my, my little moment, you know, of, of hurt. Like, man, I'm embarrassed. I, I hope I don't ever see this casting lady again. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, like, dang, you know, what's... You know, it, it was definitely like a, I guess, a little embarrassing moment. But I think over time, me just staying in the environment of it and everyone around me. You know, now I started to like surround myself with with actors. You know, I would most of my friends were 
they were all, and then also too, maybe not to that extent or to that degree uh, of failure, especially on their first try, but in especially in our world, bro, we hear no's so much, so many no's, bro. Like you don't know more than yes. Like it's it's you know what I'm saying. So I think what what was what was helpful for me is staying in the envi- in the environment of it, and also too, I would say, and sometimes it come in a form of family, sometimes it come in a form of friends, but I think the support system of my acting community really helped a lot with me just sticking with it and understanding that I'm not the first actor that went through that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So many, so many actors that are successful yeah. had their little bad audition moment. You know what I'm saying? And I think that me just feeling like, all right, you know what? My boy, my boy had a story like that. He, he, he okay. And then too, you know, staying around, I think, and I think this is very important with anything that you're doing, I think in your moments of your lows, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, life has this, you know, we got the ups and it's down. And, you you know, you play football, bro, I'm sure. But, you know, y'all have days where practice, bro, practice probably was crazy or y'all having some moments where y'all not winning games. But I think when y'all lean into y'all brotherhood, maybe I would assume or, or uh, what y'all bond, you know, yeah. that's what that's what carry carry out through. So I say my support system and just understanding that things take time and, and, and we I think sometimes people give up too 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 quickly at things. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to you have to allow yourself to to be immersed in whatever you're you're doing long enough for it to become a part of you. Yeah. For you to really know if it's like, all right, this was just something I wanted to try or, or really give yourself, just give yourself time, I say, like, and be be patient with yourself, you know. Uh, give yourself time and be patient and, and, and that'll allow you to see if it's a real love and, 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 and a real a real action, a real possibility behind what you're doing before before you, you, you throw in the towel, rather. Yeah, that's so real. Like, you know, even looking at, what I'm doing right now with this podcast stuff, you know, kind of venturing out from just football, you know, I didn't know if I would really, how long I would podcast for, how long I would have this platform for. And mm-hmm. uh, like last year I recorded like two episodes and then, you know, I kind of just backed away from it a little bit. And this right. Quarantine situation hit and I said, you know what, let me invest back into it and, you know, come to right. now I got like 15 episodes. Oh, I really enjoy, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, sir. the biggest thing that I want to do with this platform is like, I didn't want it to just be a phase, you know, I didn't want it to like be one of those things where I just do. And then, you know, uh-huh. like your mom comes to talk about, Oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this out. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know like I want oh. to be like something mm-hmm. that's consistent and that I'm actually doing for not like a month, but like, Years to come, yeah, uh-huh. where like behind me, you see like a, a shiny thing, gold, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, I definitely agree with what you're saying, but a lot of times we just don't give ourselves that opportunity to know if we really enjoy it. If we even right, and you know, it's funny that you what you just said about you know just wanting to. I think when you set out to do things, even myself, and I'm so glad you pointed that out because that just made me realize that other people have the same same thought or fear rather even 
coming into acting for a while, bro, I didn't tell I didn't tell people or I didn't want to tell people that I was doing this. I was I was I was pursuing it because it's it's always that fear, like, yo, what if, you know, I ain't I don't, you know, what if I don't, you know, I don't stick you through, or you know, you you just wanna or what if it doesn't work or you know, you don't want to, you, you don't want to seem like, you know, when people come around and be like, oh, what happened to, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'm not doing that. You know, it's all these different, these different fears in, in, in your mind and you know you want to give it a real shot. And sometimes that fear of, of the unknown or, or not knowing, you know, what the outcome will be later down the line, it kind of hinders people or even stop people from even trying at all. Yeah. So I definitely say like, you know, always approach things with 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 an open a open mindset like you know you want longevity it's okay to want lo- longevity in something and, and it's okay to feel like all right maybe i've tried a lot of things in the past and you know it didn't really last but that shouldn't hinder you from from still dreaming about doing things and wanting to find something that you're consistent with you know that's real that's so real and um that got me thinking about like, like a lot of times sticking on that path has to do with what other think about what others think about you should be right. outside the foundation, you know, like, like, you know, Shamar, I just see you as a track athlete, like what you doing, doing film, you know what I'm saying? Mm, right. So like when you, when you mess up in film, that makes you think of what they said. It's like, all right, about, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Definitely something that, um, that's real right there. Uh huh. No, yeah. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I want to talk, want to talk um, about you making that decision between track and um, and film. film. So let's talk purpose a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, what did, did you think, what did you think, did you think that you were choosing between like your purpose, like what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life or what's going to make me the most happiest? Like what was that decision making? Right. Like, exactly. You know, and it's funny, like, like I said, I loved so like I I love as as far back as I can remember myself, track was always like running was I still go on runs to this day. Like I just enjoy running. So running was always a part of me. I think I remember back when I was in Guyana, I was in the seventh grade and it was the eight hundred meters, bro, and I've never won anything before. Like I I'd never won. And I ran, bro, and I remember, like, I even beat the older kids out. And then they gave me, like, this this certificate. And I went home, and I uh, I showed it to my grandmother, and she was, bro, she was excited. And and it felt good. I think that was, that's where it was, like, that's where the love really came for track. So I always, I always had it in me that, from there, from that moment, it's like I want to be a track star. I want to go to the Olympics. I want to, I want to, I want to take it all the way. Like it was never, I never thought I would have let it go ever. Yeah. Like I never even thought, I, even if I didn't make it to like the Olympics, I felt maybe I was going maybe coach or whatever. I just, I just felt like I had to stay within that, you know. And then, of course, when, 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 when acting in film came around and just seeing I guess the joy that came from it or the excitement and then I think coming coming to the I guess the end of my my track career I'm in junior college 
I'm looking at my times, comparing it to what these guys at the Division One level are running. And then I'm weighing, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I could go like a to a mid, like a mid, a mid D two, top D three, and still, still continue. But now it's like the reality of it, and I still struggle with it. I still struggle with, you know, I maybe you know if I I just keep going, what 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 the outcome would have been? But me just being, I guess, quote unquote, realistic in that moment. Yeah was like, I'm enjoying this acting thing. And I always had aspirations. I want to go to like the LSUs or like the Texas A&Ms. And, and what I was running at the time, it was not at the at the level, you know, that, that those guys were running. And I think it made my decision easier to kind of be like, I'm having some successes with, 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 some more successes with this acting, but to answer your question, the transition did feel more purposeful only because I felt like I found a new love. So it didn't feel like I was giving up on track. It felt more like I was more transitioning into my newer purpose rather. Okay. Hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I feel like that's a... That's a very bold move, and a mm-hmm. lot of people probably had that same feeling and for <laughs> track, you know what I'm saying? And now they're looking back at it like, I wish I should have done that. I wish I should have done this, you know? Right. You made that, that transition, and you made that decision, and because of that, you know, you're, you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. Absolutely. It, it, just, it just reminded me, too, because even at the time, like – and not even in a hidden way, but like my teammates would like make little like little jokes about me. Just like I come to practice and be like, "Oh, there you go the superstar," you know, just little little comments. And we'd have conversations now because we're still friends to this day. And they'd tell me like, "Yo, bro, like I'm really surprised that you're still with this act." Like, you know, I think sometimes people that hear you say things and it's just like. You know, like he, you know, he want to be, you know, he want to do this act, you know, he missing practice for this, that, the third. And we've all transitioned into adulthood now. You know, a lot of us didn't, you know, uh, are, we're blessed enough to, to go to a professional level. And, you know, I think one thing is for certain is that, oh, well, like, damn, we, we all graduated. We're not even in school. Everybody's in their, you know, their careers and life and, you know, whatever it is that they do. And the fact that, you know, I'm still in, in pursuit and I'm still doing it, 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 it made them take their hat off to me now because it does take a lot. It takes a lot of discipline. I think it takes a lot of commitment and more so a lot of sacrifice to check, not only I don't, I don't like using the word chase so much because I feel like when you say chase it means like something is running away from you, but more so pursue a a, a dream or something that's that's considered more so non traditional and really stick with it, even with its uncertainties that comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how do you how do you get better as an actor? Like, what's that process? Right. Like, take me kind of into that world of like training. You know what I'm saying? We we right. all you train for football. You see it on IG all day. You know, right. 
How do you right. to be an actor? Right. So, and I'm glad I'm glad you put forth that that question because for the longest, bro, and I think had I had I took this approach from my earlier days in my career, yeah, I would have been a lot further than what I, where I'm at now. But I think that with anything, even with football, whatever, you know, we all have a level of natural ability, right? We all have a, a natural aptitude for things. But of course, LeBron is not going to be LeBron if you don't go to, he, go, he probably going to still be great. He probably can still give his 15 or 20 maybe, but he ain't going to do what he's been doing consistently for so many years without going to that gym. Yeah. Now, my approach, and that's where I, I, I think track, because it laid that foundation of a work ethic for me. So I, I kind of took it to the acting realm. But early on, me just looking at my actor friends, me even making friends with, with some of the dudes on TV that we see now that I won't call any names, but I'm big on like, but I don't, my pride is very, like I don't, I don't, when it comes to like getting better, I don't, I call, Bro, I call any one of my peers, bro. Any the same people that were auditioning for the same roles, bro. Ask anyone like, and of course now over the years, a lot of us have elevated and 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 we're a lot bigger than where we started. But I'm always calling people like, yo, bro, how you did that? Or how you, you know, how do you tap into that character that way? Or how do you tap into your emotions and da-da-da? Or and I'm always asking questions and I and I approach it with that curiosity and um rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I was doing it before I knew Kobe was doing it, but I watched the interview where Kobe says he calls up the most successful people he know. Like he'll call up Oprah or he'll call Michael Jordan at three, four in the morning, like, uh. what do you think about this? Or how do you even if you just watch the last dance, Michael said that Kobe would call him three, four in the morning every day to the point where it would get annoying, but he understood, like, this kid just had, he just had hunger. Like, he just wanted to be great. Mm-hmm. So I I say, firstly, like, I ask, like, yo, bro, what do you do? What is your process? Can you help me on this audition? Can you, like, I trust what you're telling me. Like, you know, and a lot of my friends early on were like, yo, bro, I don't, I don't take classes. That's not my thing. You don't need that, bro. Like you just go in there, you know, do what you're doing, you know, just be a, whatever. So for a minute it was like, I, right, well, if you don't take classes, then maybe I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seeing the fruits of, I wasn't seeing no fruits of, I guess the quote unquote labor, if you want to call it any type of labor, it was more like, me just feeling like, yo, bro, I'm going to study this script. I'm going to read it. If I feel like I get it, I'm going to go in there just with my raw self and I'm going to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? And I already booked a job. That's how I got this agent. And I'm, I booked a couple, com- you know, a couple commercials. So I'm feeling myself in. I kept seeing it wasn't working for me. <clears throat> and I, I say this to anybody listening, you know, one, what might work for one person is not going to work for the next person. And then two, you know, I think that, I think that um, if you want longevity in anything, it's going to require some work. I think you can be great or you can be hot for a moment, but without that work ethic, 
it's not going to sustain. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, you know what? If I'm going to do this, with already so much, I, I think, odds or adversity and so much uh, people not necessarily seeing my vision or believing I could even pull it off. Even at home, bro. You know, my parents, I come from a Guyanese culture, so they've never seen somebody take this route and be successful at it. They just know the, the standard, you know, get a job, nine to five. You know, so it's like, from a security standpoint, they're looking at, you know, they're they're looking at it from a more, not a dreamer standpoint, but more like, I guess, a realistic place where it's like, can he really pull it off? Like, maybe you need to set yourself up with a plan B, da da da, da. So I told myself, you know, I already have so much weighing against me. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do it. And I, I want a career. I don't want to just be like, oh, he was on this little thing. We saw him one time and then we didn't see him again. Like, that's not my MO. No. So, you know, as I got with the foundation, uh, the Nick Parker Foundation, which is where Sean actually wrote my referral to get into that. I met Nate Parker, who is, you know, uh, a well-known actor, established actor and filmmaker now. And I sat down with Nate in L.A. and I was like, bro, I want to be great. I need some classes. You know, I want to work at my craft. You know, I've been reading a ton of books on my own and and, you know, I've been, I've been self-teaching so far. I mean, you know, that's how I, I kind of, I feel like I got on the Luke Cage and the Blue Butt and just me self-teaching myself. But I, I, I want, I want to get that training. And he was like, you know, the, he referred me to this, my acting teacher now, Brad Fleischer, which is a, a, a really, a really, a really, a really skilled teacher who actually helped train Nate at times and, from there, my acting teacher, now Brad, he would implement the obsession. And it's almost in a way, bro, it feels like to be great, or as we would say now, to be a GOAT, bro. You almost got to be a little crazy, bro. Oh, <laughs> you love, know what I'm saying? Love, like, it's like the amount of time you have to put in, bro, reading these scripts over and over and finding new things within the characters and diving into it in a way where you can connect authentically to 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 portray this character. Because really what us as actors do, what we do is basically, bro, we breathe life into a character, but we take we take we take characters and and, and we make them real rather. Yeah. So are we 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 be- we make it believable for your for your eyes and as I started going to Brad Fleischer and, you know, every week we're in class, we do these six week cycles and we have like a scene partner and bro, he's really strict. So it's like, can you, can you real talk? Can you just, um, for people who don't know who Nate Parker is, could you kind of, Oh yeah. So, so Nate Parker is a, a actor, filmmaker, uh, writer, director. He, he wrote and directed and starred in the birth of a nation and that Turner story, uh, he starred in The Great Debaters with Denzel Washington. Uh, he was in Red Tails uh, with, with uh, then uh, was the David, they, the dude that was in Selma, uh, his name is, is David Oliowo. Uh, Mac Wiles was in there. 
it was directed by Anthony Hemingway. He starred in Beyond the Lights, which was directed by Gina Gina Prince, uh, Google and Bathara. Uh, he's on the top. Of, he's on the top of his game. That's someone who's on the top of the game. He, right he, he Nate is at the highest level possible. Yeah, and and you know to have mentorship from him it is. I can't, bro, anybody within the foundation, whether it be me, Sean, everyone that has access to him, bro, is, we can't, we can ask for more. We, 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 we can ask for more. Um, but to, to, to come off that, Nate, Nate sent me to Brad and, and Brad just implemented in me the obsession that it takes to, to really dive into a script, yeah. to really understand what's happening and to get outside my head as, you know, as, as an artist, as a creative, in order to give your best work, you have to create from your soul, from within. It's, it's actually very little thought. You know, when, when you're in your head, it, it kind of blocks your creativity. And what takes away those blocks is the amount of time you put in. The amount, of, the amount of work you be in at your craft day in and day out, the amount of hours that you're putting in at it. And that's essentially the formula that we use for talent or what, what is going to make you successful at what you do. And, and just getting from a place where I no longer love the idea of becoming a successful or being a successful actor but I'm in. I'm really in alignment with what I say that it is that I want to do, and what 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 it is that I want from this career, and what I what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I say my I, when when people ask about my process, I just say it's just the work ethic in 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 the time you put in at, at it. In is essentially what's going what's going to separate you from just whoever else is trying to do it, rather. Yeah. Wow, yo, that that's gold, man. That's 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 so big right there. That's a, that's powerful, man. What you're saying, bro, and and I'm taking all that in. This is this is an amazing, uh, conversation, bro. I appreciate that because you know, just as an athlete, you know, everything that I try to do, I try to be great in. You know, absolutely everything. You know, what I'm saying because we only have one life. You know, absolutely. So we got to get the most out of it. And that's what this whole thing, gold mentality, is. And I think, um, you know, I made the decision. You know, in high school, at, a, at an early age, you know, I really want to be great at football, you know? Right. And I always battle with being all in, you know? Mm-hmm. Some certain things I wasn't – I didn't want to sacrifice, you know? I didn't want to sacrifice certain things. I didn't want to sacrifice, you know, girls and going out. Right. It came to a point where I was like, all right, the person that I am, I'm going to have to sacrifice this to be the type of player that I want to be. You want to be. You know, this person right here to the left of me, he can smoke weed and, and have <laughs> – 300 right. yards in the game, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not who God intended me to be. Absolutely. So with that being said, like, to be great, you have to make the decision to be all in. All in. All That's in. Go- you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like it's like that, you know, you hear that story all the time. It's, you know, you, you're traveling to, a, to an island, you know, to war, right? Mm-hmm. You just burn your ship down. No going back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to, to be great. And um, I think that's the hardest thing about essentially being quote unquote great is uh, the sacrifice that you have to give up and that obsession that you're talking about. Right. Cause right. Cause you know, the other side of that obsession is, you know, those nights when you alone, man, those nights when you just, it's, it's, a, Bro. it's a few, it's a few, man. It's a 3%. <laughs> and it's, Bro. 
it, it's like, and I'm so glad you brought up that word of sacrifice. And it, bro, we're human, bro. We, I think it's safe to say we all have vices. We all got little guilty pleasures that, you know, that we like and we enjoy, whether it be just, whether it be hanging out with girls, whether it be just going to, going to park, whatever it is, it's your thing that you do. And it do have those moments where it's like, like, this feel good. It's like, you know, it, it's fun. But then at the same time, you set those those goals for yourself and this is what you have to do in order to end. And sometimes the process seems lonely and, and harsh, bro. Cause it's like, why your, your boys out there having fun doing what they doing, bro, you in the, what you, you in the gym or you in the crib, you, yeah. and it, you know, sometimes bro, I delete all my social media apps when I, when I got to prepare for audition or something. And, bro, sometimes it get real like, you know, but it's like, I gotta, I gotta lock in. You gotta lock in, cause on the other side that comes from that work, bro, is everything that you want, bro. And it's gonna, it's gonna feel so much better to miss that party that one time, or, or, uh, to not chill and do what you do that one time. When you see, you see the reward that you get from, 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 from your passion and what you love. I think this is dude. I'm, I'm probably sure you. You heard of him. It's this motivational speaker. His name is Inky Johnson. Yeah. And, and Inky always says, commitment is staying true to what you said you was going to do long after the mood you set it in has left. Because, yeah. bro, anybody can get up when you get that first spark, that first ex- word, that's that word. first week you back at practice, whatever, like, but can you maintain that all season, bro? Yeah. Can yeah. you keep that fire all the way through, bro? You know what I'm saying? So I think anybody has that that you know, you're gonna be you're gonna face that challenge where it's like, am I gonna do this tonight or I'm gonna go do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, while you at the club, somebody in the gym getting some shots up or somebody doing some whatever while 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 you doing this, somebody's up wanting that spot that you have, and you know it. Sometimes it's gonna come down to who just wanted it more. You know what I'm saying? Who just wanted it more? That's real, man. That's real. That's so real. That's you know, um, a couple more questions for you. So this one's kind of this one's real. On, this one's real <laughs> so you know, we talk about that that you said. You know, your best, your your creativity comes out when you're not essentially thinking, you know, mm-hmm. not thinking in a lot of professions, creativity is, is necessary. I'd say all professions, creative, creativity, right. you know, when, you know, I'm, I'm a receiver. So when I run routes, I think of it as artwork in a sense. Uh-huh. I, play my, I play my best football when I'm not thinking about it. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? And it's uh-huh. too, just thinking of like, I relate that to like the flow state, you know, I, I call it the mm-hmm. flow state. But I was just thinking, like, it's weird when you, like, you know, when you're trying to think of a word <laughs> so hard and it don't come to your head, right? <laughs> Stop thinking about it and it comes, right? It just comes, bro, right? Like, it's weird how the mind works. It's like, <laughs> when we try, it don't come. It don't say, come. <laughs> it pop up. So my question is, you know, what helps you get into that flow state, right? Mm-hmm. And what takes you out of it? Mm-hmm. So... It, it, it's so much factors, bro. Wait, wait. 
it's this book. It called it's called an actor prepares, and it was this really famous teacher. His his teachings are still used today. His, his name is is Stanislavski. His, you know, if you talk to an actor, they probably some of them will tell you they use the Stanislavski technique, and his approach is big on tapping into like your imagination and creativity, bro. It is really hard to get and it's even quicker to go. So it's like, it's, it's a lot of things that get you in that place. Of course, I think the biggest thing with anybody is just plain inspiration. Like what, like, Inspiration is one of those things where it, it just kind of hits you. Like, you know, you, you get inspired and it's easy to, even now, like I'm, I, I transit, not transition, but I also write and direct, you know, and when I'm writing, I don't ever write unless something like hits me. Like, I don't just, I can't sit down and just be like, okay, I want to write something. I have to be, what, like, I could be listening to a song. I could, I could just see something outside something to spark an inspiration and then it'll it'll flow because it it was inspired by something and then it could be my environment like sean right now is traveling he's like going through wyoming and south dakota and and all these different things and before he left he was like i'm gonna get some writing in because that environment will lead for creativity because you're being inspired by so many different things that you haven't seen before, different people. It's a different experience that you could kind of, you could kind of bring to it. You know, uh, it could even come from personal experiences, uh, 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 that that make you connect to things easy, easier or or, or 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 to tap into that 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 creative space. But as far as lights, camera, action, when you get on set or you get on, you know, you go to class or you're doing a play, and and you have to get in that creative space where you're not acting but you're living. You know, there's a saying where us, you know, that we see in the acting world where it's like actors don't act, we become. Mm. So it's like you're not acting something out. You're becoming what it is that you're you're portraying. In in order to tap in, what I would say is the amount of preparation that you put into that character, developing a backstory, understanding the where, what, and why, and the motivation behind that character, understanding that character's life, and in the stakes that is at hand. And really, fully creating, creating a real, a real life person that you feel like is, and putting in them action, bro. You you want to feel like you know that character you're playing so much that it's um like you want to feel like it's you. Yeah. So it's like it's real easy to get in pocket. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. The thing about artists, too, and I think a lot of people don't even know as far as acting go, bro. Some actors really go crazy in a role, bro, or they can't. Some actors, like, Cuban Gooden Jr. played O.J. Simpson, and he, for like three months, bro, after he wrapped the production, he would he had to go through te- go through therapy, and, and he had to kind of get back to a certain place mentally. So it's like, 
with creativity, bro, it's nothing really telling you to like to like stop or it's no boundaries, bro. It's kind of like when you tap in, bro, and you get in pocket, it's almost, bro, like you. it's hard to separate you from, and this is where the love come because it's like, bro, it's hard to explain, bro. It's hey, like, hey, hey, when, hey, we, I hear it, man. I hear the passion. It, it, I'm thinking it's of, like, I think I've seen something, um, it was like the old, I think it was like the old Joker or something. I might have seen it on Twitter or something, but they were uh-huh. like, he didn't lock himself in his room. Keith Ledger, like, uh-huh. rest in peace. Yeah, I don't know how long he locked himself up, but he barely made himself crazy so he could play that, that role of Joker. Bro, it, it, some <laughs> actors go that far, bro. It is. Bro, it's almost like an energy you tap into where it's like, if you don't be careful, bro, you can lose yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. you don't know when to, when to click out of it. So to answer your question, my acting teachers gave me certain exercises. Like, before I go into any role, they tell me to, like, pick a color and stare at that color for a while. Because it creates, like, a familiarity with reality or something that reminds you of, who you are before you you dive in. Wow. So when you go to that place, when you when you get in, in order to get out, you just look back at that color and it'll kind of bring you back down to reality, so to speak, okay. you know? Yeah. So, Shamar, so that's how, kind of uh, how he goes. That's, that's, that's deep, man. That's, that's acting at the highest level right there. Right, <laughs> that's crazy, man. You don't think about that when you um when you watching a movie. You don't think about what they're doing to to become that. Right, right. that's crazy. Um, uh-huh. What What is your vision for the future, man? I I say just an abundance of of happiness, life, love, hmm. but creatively, creatively. I see myself at the highest level, the A-listers. I see myself having my own production company, uh, doing major deals. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be just acting. I'm gonna be writing, directing, um, producing. I'm gonna be doing everything, film, and pushing the narrative of more, more black stories that reclaim the narrative of who we truly are as black people, which are kings and queens. And uh, just going opposite of the stereotypes that Hollywood has has put on us, you know, we don't always have to be the thug. You know, we I want to see more black doctors on TV mm-hmm. or in movies. I want to see more. I want to see some black astronauts or like... I just want to see things that we don't, when, when you think of the stereotype of a black person, you don't typically, you don't typically, they don't, you know, uh, uh, what society or, or, or America has put on us, we don't typically think of, you know, I want to see us in, in characters and roles that, that just give us the utmost respect that we deserve and show that we aren't one dimensional people, bro. Like it's so many different types of black people bro like we you know whatever you think or whatever people people think black people are they're absolutely wrong because bro we none of us are the same bro it's it's 
we have that type of black people. We have, we got, we got, the, we got smart black people, intelligent black people. We do got, we do have hood black people. We, we got, we got every type of black people, bro. That 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 you wanna you you wanna think of. And I just wanna show stories that that empower us. And I wanna play the great characters, bro. I wanna, I wanna play, bro. Give me. Give me anybody great, bro. Give me give me somebody iconic. But to answer your question, what I see from my future is nothing but abundance and 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 success as far as, you know, how far are we gonna take it and 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 it's not just by myself, bro, with with the help of God and my team, my family, my support. You know, we're all gonna be at the highest level of, of film and television. Mm, that's love, man. That's love. I can't wait to see it. What is um? I'm curious to know, like, what is your, what is your? How do I say it? Like your, your um, persona, like your acting persona. Like, what is your? What do you call it? <laughs> what is like your signature? I guess like my your arc, style. Your style. Like my arc. Like so. <laughs> I I like if you if you if you ask me you know if you ask somebody else they say same different but I see myself in that Michael B Jordan realm okay. you know thing where it's like you know like Mike Tyson in the back right here getting ready <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I it, 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 I I can I can mix it up I can I can you know I could be that clean cut brother but also also too I can. I can get on my Fruitville station, mm. you know, I can get gritty when I have to get gritty, but, but overall when I, or even, or even when I look at my mentor, Nate Parker, with, with, with the roles that I've seen, he, he has done it. I've always been taught to be really selective with, with what I choose, but I say that, that, that Michael B. Jordan-esque Type of type of type of actor is where I see myself or where I see my persona, my persona kind of. Yeah. What do you think about that um that Tyson movie that's coming out? Who is it? Man, is it Jamie Foxx. Man, I think they they yeah. got the if if anybody they could have they could have went with outside of myself, I say Jamie Foxx, bro. Like when it comes to impersonation and and bro, his talent, bro, is is beyond brilliant bro like he can't bro i've seen jamie fox do some things bro and bro i'm <laughs> i'm telling you bro what jamie fox is about to do with that role bro i, I don't have the words bro it's gonna yeah. be phenomenal bro like it. it's gonna yeah. be phenomenal with martin because it's, it's, it's tyson like is he's such a different he's such a different type of he's so far from the norm like the you, norm if you have an actor try to play him, like you gotta be, you gotta match it. You gotta, you gotta be, match it. You know what I'm saying? And, and the beauty about it, bro, Jamie Foxx has spent real life time with Mike, like they're actual friends. Yeah, they so try to be like, with him all the time. Right. So <laughs> it's like he can tap into how his mind works a lot better than somebody just looking up. You know, to play a role person, bro, it requires a lot of study and research. Yeah. But when you have the person physically there, and, and not only that, y'all been friends for so many years, it's going to give him an advantage to tap in like no other, bro. Yeah. You what, know, it, it's going to be a phenomenal. What what projects are in the work right now? 
So right now I leave for Chicago on Monday. I'm I'm doing my first lead role in a feature film. For those that don't know what a feature is, a feature just means full length. You know, I've been doing a lot of TV and a lot of short films, but this is my first lead role in a full length film. It's called The Heart of the City. It's like a a black crime thriller. You know, I, I think we don't see a lot of those like black thrillers, black crime thr- thrillers. So um, it's going to be uh, my biggest role yet. It's, it's definitely, it's going to be a good challenge for me. I think it might be my biggest challenge. And then I have a film that the Nate Parker Foundation is producing. It's called Canoe. It's, uh, it's about a, a prisoner fighting coronavirus uh, in prison. He's in jail right now for for going out to to the protest. And now he's trying to make it home to his pregnant girlfriend. And he unfortunately, you know, meets a, a, a untimely demise. Yeah. But it's really a story of, of hope and fight and just really showing the, the plight of a black man in I will be playing that. I'm almost positive I will be playing the role, uh, the main character who is in jail. And uh, I think that one, yeah, it will require a lot from me uh, to really bring it, you know, just just a character. Just think about the character going, think about those circumstances. You're in jail. You have a, you're in jail for something that, you know, you feel like you were fighting for a good cause. You went out to the protest and they just picked you up and now, they're telling you you're not going to go home because the courts is closed. Your girl is about to give conceive your, your child, and she's under all this stress, wow. dealing with this by herself. You you know, you're going back and forth on a, on a burner phone, just trying to figure out the situation. Nothing is looking like it's happening. Now you're getting sick in there. You're scared you're going to... It's just a lot he's under. And that might be, I think, you know, not just because I wrote it, but I think that um that that probably would be one of my mo- my more favorite characters of my my career thus far. So, you know, the Nate Parker Foundation is they're they're completely funding it, they're producing it. Um we it shoots the second week of August. So that will be right around the time I'm rapping on my film in Chicago. And then I'll I'll be going over on that. I have a film called Nazen which I directed and wrote and acted in as well back in December. We just finished editing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to apply to some film festivals and things like that, but I will put out a, uh, may I set a date, a zoom call date, maybe uh, a one-time viewing. I, I'll put out a private link for those that RSVP that wants to see it before I, it actually gets out to the public. So, um, you know, that story as well is about, high school kids dealing with their trauma of one of one of their their siblings being killed by a racist store store owner and i just think with the climate of the world right now it's really important to see stories at, uh, of such and, and showing how people deal with trauma especially after racial and social injustices so you know you asked earlier you know where do i see my career it's just to continually tell stories that just reflect the times and, and, and I just wanna I just wanna speak on things and, and touch on things that that's important. And not saying that the comedies and the and, and the things that make us laugh and all that other stuff isn't important, but 
my trajectory, I just wanted to be rooted in purpose and, and always having something to say that that impacts or 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 influences or help us go forward as a people and as a culture. That's love, brother. That's love, man. And I have no doubt you're gonna make that happen, man. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, your name's gonna be household name, brother. I receive it, brother. All of us, not just bro. me, but you too, bro. This this pocket, bro. We here right now, but I already see this on on Revolt or Complex or wherever thing gold goes, bro. I, I know it's going it's going it's going to blow up in a in a in a, in a magnificent in a in in in, in, in an impactful way, bro. And uh, your genuineness, your humbleness, and, and and even the patience that you carry, bro. I can tell that. Bro, you're gonna go so 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 far with this, bro. And I I can see, bro. You're gonna have the NFL athletes on here. You're gonna have the you're gonna have the you're gonna have all types of people on this. And and I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because it is impactful and it does matter and it does it does mean something. That's me right. being here right now, us sharing this moment, is inspiring to me to keep going on my journey. That's you know, right. you know it it. I, it, it will be those moments where you bring a guest on here and they think, well, like, like, wow, like, bro, bro, really taking the time to speak to me? Like, bro, that means something, bro. Because, you know, no matter how you look at it, wherever, wherever level you at, bro, it means something that, that, that you felt like I was worthy enough to come on here. Likewise, anybody else, bro, it, it, it means something. So, Please stay on your journey just as much as you're encouraging others to think gold, bro. Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. It, it, it's helping all of us move forward. Will do. Answer this last question for me. All right. Of so fill in the blank, right? Of course. So I am someone who thinks gold because. I am someone that thinks gold because I believe in a brighter future for myself and for others and for my community mm. that's love that's love that's love that's love man thank you bro thank you, know you. drop your drop your instagram platform or any any you know handle you have where people listening to this can reach you and just stay up to date with what you got going on and just to Absolutely. get information man because this was amazing Absolutely. Uh, so y'all can follow me on Instagram at King Shamar, K-I-N-G-S-H-E-M-A-R. Same thing on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Shamar Jonas, S-H-E-M-A-R-J-O-N-E-S. Um, please follow. I follow back. Hit me up. Any aspiring actors, filmmakers, whatever, you know, I, you know, as long as I have the time, I'll give it, bro. And, uh, yeah, don't don't hesitate to anybody that that wants to reach out or vice versa. Please, um, let's 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 keep building. Yes, sir. That's love. Well, appreciate you coming on the show, Shamar, and uh, wish you nothing but but love and success and, and many more blessings coming your way. I appreciate you, King. Think gold, brother. Think. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.